Okay, uh, we'll kick things off here with the announcement that, boy, howdy, Hunter, you and I are, we're just Jiminy jazzed for this new hot thing called, uh, what do they call it? Like, uh, this, this Elden Ring, this this yeah. new this new item from George R.R. R. Martin, this fresh new thing. Uh, A new ring for your finger. <laughs> it's coming the up. The Elden Ring. And uh, we are super stoked to play it, so we've been trying to figure out how to handle it. So um, we were going to just do it in next week's Centipede episode, but I think now what we realize is we got to do a... Uh, we got to do a bonus episode where we just kind of talk about our hype for Elden Ring and like yeah. our first thoughts. And, you know, that's just really exciting to like get that in the feed. So keep an eye out for that coming yeah, up. Yeah, Matt, um, what? Matt, I just got to uh, interrupt you real quick. So so we, we released the bonus episode weeks ago. Oh, no. What? <laughs> so you're trying to... But we haven't done it yet. R- right. Well, you it hasn't... Well, remember, we're not on the same timeline. Oh, no. And I think that may have made things a little bit uh, difficult. So for you, Matt, you have not yet played Elden Ring. And for you, you're recording this on February 24th, 2022, which is the day before Elden Ring comes out, right? Is, yeah. Am I correct in that That's, assumption? Well, it comes out in four hours, but yeah. It comes out in in four hours. How is yeah. that true? Because it really, we, we, we're not in Japan, and it releases at midnight for Japan. Really? Are you just now realizing that. that you're getting this game in four hours and th- you have to play I it I thought tonight? it was supposed to be at midnight. No, not for you, buddy. It's at 6 p.m. for you, my friend. Whoa, that's <laughs> nutty. Um, so the, well, time, the timeline continues to break down right before us. We can't even different. get the track in front of us before it's so, broken. So what about this? I think it might be more appropriate, Matt, to announce your welcome for yeah. the bonus episode of Elden Ring, three weeks that ago. the audience have has already experienced three weeks ago, but yet we have not recorded yet. The show is more and more like Doctor Who every week. <laughs> um, it's pretty timey wimey in here, um, but yeah. You, so it, th- this is an announcement yeah. of your welcome right. for the bonus episode. You yes. are welcome for that, and you have not heard any reference to it in any of the episodes the so week since right and that's because the the, the show is recorded I think this on is going to become timeline. a requirement like we're gonna have to just do this more often i think we need more micro episodes just in the feed of of things that are happening in the moment because this this show is getting too far behind for me to ever know what's even going on <laughs> with the show you know what i mean don't yeah. you have that feeling of like yeah actually it comes you come to me very regularly like wait what episode released this week like why is everyone talking about x it's like oh well it's because we made a joke four weeks ago in the jet set radio episode about this and so now everyone's yeah. talking about that <laughs> like we're so yeah, out let of me, sync with the hey audience. let me admit hey i just want to come clean on something uh a podcast oopsie um, to the audience, uh, I forgot we did Journey to Silius, and I was almost like we should record Journey, the Journey to Silius episode, and and you of course heard that last week, but um, I forgot. I hope it was good. Did you like last week's episode? Yeah. I don't remember it at all. Let's go. Welcome to the Old Gamer's Almanac. I am your host, Hunter Donaldson, and I am joined today by a guest, a, uh, Hi, I'm 
Matt. Uh, how are you doing, Hunter? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, this is a show. It is called Old Gamers Almanac, and it is a definitive ranking of all video games ever made, one week at a time, one game at a time. Please do not make yeah. more games. Yeah, especially this week when uh, we I need to start sinking my teeth into Elden Ring, and I unfortunately also have to play like three other video games. So like, yeah, man, Matt, you are a doing terrible... a bad job on. Quick homework update for yeah. Matt. Matt is doing a bad job and is a dad. <laughs> I am doing a great job. I am ahead. I'm playing games that aren't even needed for months, you know. <laughs> uh, but what are we talking about today? Today we are talking about my favorite man, the Hitman. <laughs> <laughs> Almost as good as the Vector Man, uh, but this one hits. And he's, boy, does he do it well. He's quite the of, hitter. Of the mans, there's, uh, my, uh, we've got, of course, the classic Jump Man. We've uh -huh. got Vector Man. We've got Ray Man. We've got Mega Man, you know. We've got uh, Tim the Tool Man Taylor. Uh, we've got... And, and here today, we have Hitman, my favorite man he hits. Um, he hits. He hits. That's sometime what he Sometimes he shoots, sometimes he strangles, but this time he hit. He hit. He he was, and you know what? In 2016, he was a big hit. Yeah. Uh, boy, he's what been a, hit. a big hit. Uh, I There's been, you know, it's great because uh, Hitman was kind of a dormant franchise. Mm. Um, there was, uh, I think people liked Hitman Blood Money. I played a little bit of it. Uh, I kind of missed out on uh the hitman uh glory days as far as uh the the old times mm -hmm. but uh hitman was uh, resurrected in 2016 and honestly i think never been better but that's based off not a whole lot not a not a franchise fan prior to this game although people would describe all the cool stuff that would happen in hitman blood money and yeah. i would say man that sounds like a wild game right and it sounds interesting and fun and mm -hmm. then here we are uh, now it's something that I that I fully understand. Yeah. So this is from uh, IO Interactive, uh, also mm -hmm. known for Kane and Lynch. I did not know that. That's hilarious. Uh, but yeah, these yeah. Hitman games. I have never played a single one before this, but same as you, Hunter. I've just kind of always heard about the kind of wacky stuff. But honestly, it always just looked boring to me. Like the guy, just the guy, Whoa. the bald guy. I know it's it's really a naive take because I just that's why I never played them though. Is like to me and my dumb high school brain. A stealth game had Sam Fisher in it and the fun sure. spy goggles, not just a guy in a suit. What kind of spy is that? Uh, and turns out the best kind of spy is the one that just walks around the city in a suit. Uh, much better. Way cooler. Way cooler to just be walking in plain clothes being a spy than to be all decked out with gadgets and gizmos. Yes. Um, I think that... Uh, Matt, I actually, I, I feel like I reacted uh, kind of poorly to you saying that you did not get Hitman at first, but it actually makes sense that someone would not understand the hook of Hitman mm -hmm. because I think the hook is kind of hidden. It's a little obfuscated yeah. from the player at the beginning because Agent 47 just looks like some generic, you know, hero mm -hmm. from, uh, I mean, it's like game box art, man standing with gun, right. you know? Right. It doesn't really look like it is that interesting of a game. But then you start playing them and you realize they're hilarious yes right and that it, the games are actually really funny yes um yeah that's a huge thing that this game does not market to you uh at all so today we are of course talking about the 2016 sort of revival 
of the Hitman series. Hitman had been yep. doing great. You mentioned Blood Money, all this stuff. Already a great uh, series of games, but this one started what is called the World of Assassination trilogy. I don't, did, I don't know if they said this from the get-go, but eventually they said this was going to be a trilogy. And, and Hitman 3 came out last year. Um, so kind of a big reason we're talking about this is like, we just want to talk about Hitman. And uh, so Hitman 1 here in 2016 is the beginning of this sort of revival and kind of a all of these games are going to iterate on this same idea rather than, um, I don't know, to me, none of the ones that have come since actually feel like proper sequels. And that's not yeah. a knock. That's not a knock at all. Um, essentially, what they've been doing since 2016 is a single player games as service thing where you buy big dlc packs of new maps and a couple new game modes and that's hitman 2 and then you do the same with hitman 3 and now literally hitman 3 just comes packaged with hitman 1 and 2 in it if you want it to or even bigger if you have game pass which you can just get for a month like you can play all three of them for that much like i i do think the 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 trilogy package is like kind of expensive um Mm -hmm. although We'll get into like how much they fit into that. Like it's not expensive for what you get, but regardless, yep. you can spend also just like ten dollars uh, for one right. month and, and and do it all. And it's important to note that yeah, so so Hitman, these three games are like kind of awkward for the format of the show. We decided to cover them as separate games because they were released as separate games, mm-hmm. um, but. They really just feel now, with all three of them out, like one big game. Yeah. Because mechanically, they do not really shift that much. It, it almost feels like each game is a collection of levels. Yes. And now that all three are out, the collection of levels is r- really big. It's a lot of levels. Right. Um, right. And a lot of them are, are, are good levels. Some of them are bad levels, but a lot of them are good. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's kind of, I feel like these games are kind of defined by the levels. Um, one quick history thing I want to get in. Uh, that's kind of interesting Matt you were saying like I don't know if they planned it as a trilogy from the beginning I don't think that they did and the reason I say that is because they got dumped by their publisher (laughs) after the first one came out and was kind of a hit it was not an unsuccessful game but if you know anything about Square Enix as a publisher um, somebody (laughs) recently wrote about this and it's something that I've noticed a lot um, I don't as a, as, a pu- as a publisher, Square Enix kind of expects everything to do uh, really well, or they mm-hmm. just dump you. And uh, Hitman came out, uh, and Square Enix was like, um, "This is not making us enough money." Yeah. So they dumped them, and then they were immediately picked up by Warner Brothers Interactive because you know maybe other publishers kind of see the value in yeah. not every game being a smash hit, right? Um, in to such a, a giant degree, Hitman is like a smaller experience in some ways yeah and i think it's important that games not always be giant hundred hour experiences in my opinion um and this is like the closest i feel like we get to these days to the golden era of the kind of the mid uh double a game you know like the yeah yeah yeah. the the games that were made to be rented essentially This is more like that as far as, um, I would say, size. And that's why it's like it belongs. The the new version of that is like your Game Pass or whatever we get in the future from other, Mm -hmm. um, you know, platforms or whatever. But like, yeah, those double A games are starting to exist in this like you're subscribing to it and you'll just get access to it Uh, to dig a little bit further on this publisher thing. I didn't even realize it. So, okay, yeah. First one is Square Enix. Second one is Warner Brothers. Third one 
is IO Interactive themselves. <laughs> this trilogy of three games that are almost exactly the same has had three different publishers across yep. all three of the games, uh, which is hilarious. This is like the, if you know anything about the Expanse TV show, that's <laughs> like the Expanse TV show of video games is Hitman, where it's just like, listen, we know what we want this thing to look like, and right. we're going to make it as be good as we can, and if the publishers can't figure it out, then what, who cares? Like, we'll figure right. out a way to do it on our own. It doesn't matter to us. Yeah, and um, as far as the games of service thing, so for Hitman 1, they released it like piecemeal. Right. Like it was just like was one, one level map, at a time. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it took so long. And apparently um, no one bought the game that way. So they, yeah. they, they actually admitted that most people just bought the whole game. They didn't actually want to buy a game a level at a time. And uh -huh. I, you know, I bought, I bought the whole game because what happened was the, we'll, we'll talk about the levels in this game. Um, the first level came out and people were like, this new Hitman's kind of cool. The second level mm -hmm. of this game came out and people were like, this is an amazing game. Right. And I remember I bought it when the second level came out. And I will say for the record, it was kind of annoying waiting for the rest of the game. Yeah. It, that did not really feel like an appropriate thing for a single player game to do to me. Right. Because it's like, I don't really like, I like this game a lot. And I, I think these are really interesting, really funny games. Yeah. But what was weird about when this game came out in 2016 is it, it was they were sort of telling me that like, well, listen, this is just your Hitman year and you need to be playing Hitman like yeah, yeah. all the time over the year. And it's like, ah, I play games like I read a book. You know, right. I need to kind of just read the whole book and then I set it down. And now my time with it is done. Whereas having to keep checking back in on Hitman, I think yeah. I played the second I, I bought it after the second level came out. I remember third level came out, checked back in on it. Yeah. And then I was just kind of like, I don't, I don't like this of coming back to the game. So just please release all the rest of the levels and then I'll play right. it. And then I did. And then right. I enjoyed it a lot more because I had a more meaty experience yeah. uh, for my money that I had already spent. I do understand their intent, though, with mm -hmm. that model, which is to say, because these, well, let's get a little bit mechanically into, into these games. Yeah. You yeah are, when we say it. a level, you are loaded into one pretty big but like oh not, yeah not open world video game not elden ring big you know what i mean sure like, sure no it's it's it is a it is kind of a secluded environment where gosh anything can happen like tons and tons of npcs are on their own kind of little timers but they can also yep. kind of all get knocked off of that track there's a bunch mm -hmm. of interweaving storylines and the goal for you as the hitman is to uh, hit two targets so you got you got two two or three assassinations maybe one other yep. like secondary goal or whatever um one of them's mm -hmm. like destroy a virus or whatever you you get dropped into it and it's like figure out how to do that figure out how to kill those people yeah um, and i don't care how you do it um and within that structure there's a bunch of like little guiding things you know they give you mission stories so you can like sit near an area listen to a couple npcs talk and be granted access to like this little story thread and so what you learn is the story of these maps is mm -hmm. told in like a bunch of different ways and that's what i find funny about it too just to super quick sidetrack there's like if you just play hitman one or all of them there is like a there's like cinematics that happen in between each level and the story right. is just like a it's like a ridiculous spy novel with all these double crossings. It's hilarious because EJ and I just read The Spy Who Came In From The Cold, which is like a classic Le Carre, uh, the guy who wrote Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. It is a classic mm -hmm. spy novel by someone who worked for MI6, right? right? And you feel the same level of obtuseness with spy novels, which is just like 
listen, man, everybody's a spy and everybody's in on it and blah, blah, blah. And like, I couldn't care less. It takes itself so seriously in the cinematics, which is so wild because in the maps, gosh, it's not serious even in the slightest no, bit. They, Things are ramped up to 11. It is trying to be a hokey spy novel or a hokey spy movie yes. where just yes. like do follow whatever thread you want. So anyways, back to the to the real point I was making, I get why they wanted to release them one at a time because the whole thing with the theory behind each map that they put out is like this map should be replayable many, many, many oh, times. Yeah. There's a ton oh, yeah. of ways to do it. So like for me and my recent experience, I did the first thing I wanted to do was kind of experience each of the maps that comes with Hitman 1. So I just yeah. I just kind of burned through each one, which was great fun and, and it was very good. But there was this constant desire of like, cool, I'm doing that. But the point of this game is to soak yourself in one map for a long time yeah. and figure out all the ins and outs. And so that I get why they're like, that's how we wanted to present it to you because it's supposed to be that you really sink your teeth into this one map for now. But right. obviously that doesn't take into account like, well, I'm not, I'm not vibing with this map. I'd like to do a different one. I'll sink my teeth well, see, into the map I like the most. And that's the thing, yeah, is that these games are completely defined by which are the best levels. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. those best levels are the ones that you are going to come back to. And they're not all on the same level of quality. Yeah. Um, so there are some that kind of reward coming back over and over, I think, a little more. Or, I mean, they all reward your attention because sure. they all have lots of stuff in them. Yeah. Uh, but they're not all as, uh, I would say inviting, um, as, as some of the others are. Um, it's, uh, I want to kind of just like, Oh, take a second to just kind of overview what we're talking about and, yep. and make sure you understand. Cause it's, you know, I feel like we've been, uh, been free jazzing, but I want to just like, here's what this game is. Yeah. So hitman is about agent 47. who is a hitman. He's bald. Uh, doesn't really have much of a character not very important he's just a hitman like he's he's very uh, straightforward almost the Every, game almost sells you on this idea that like he is he like i almost got the vibe that he is you like he's literally intended to be like yeah this otherworldly like his ability to do the spy stuff he does could only be done by a video game character basically yes. <laughs> yeah he is uh yeah he is a blank slate essentially that mm -hmm. you can project onto i mean literally his face is absent of anything that is yeah. specific and like the um, people running the show are freaked out by how <laughs> how but how spy-y he is yes yes um and so basically there's the setup um there's a little tutorial level uh and then you go into the primary levels uh of which there are five or there's six 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 there are six primary levels um, you show up in a level, the level will be set in an, an exotic, interesting locale. They all have a hook, you know, uh, the first level, for example, is, uh, Paris. Uh, it's not Paris as a whole. It's like one mansion in Paris and yeah. there is a fashion show happening there. So that is the backdrop for that level. You show up and, uh, there's like a runway and there's guests and there's all this publicity and but you are there to uh, kill uh, two targets uh, at this uh, at this uh, fashion show. What are the different ways you could kill them? Well, you could just shoot them, you know, like you can do right. that. Like th this game has shooty stuff in it. Yeah. Um, you could do like what Matt was talking about. There are these kind of baked in almost like storylines that you sort of just find in the world. You'll you'll hear someone talking about something. My favorite from uh, uh, Paris, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, so you skip ahead if you. If you are really interested in this game, you don't want any of the storyline spoiled, uh, skip like 
I don't know, 30 seconds ahead. But also um, the spoilers aren't a huge deal. I'm, it's not like, a this, huge this deal. This is not like an inscription level, like avoid spoilers. Like yes. the storylines are incredibly basic. And it's, yeah. the, the idea is that there's a dozen of them in every level. So anyways. Yeah. So um, you show up at this uh, fashion show in Paris and it just so happens that this very famous model named Helmut Kruger is going to be there. <laughs> and one thing uh, that you might notice about Helmut Kruger is he kind of looks like you, actually a lot. Um, he looks a lot like Agent 47 uh, with makeup on. Uh-huh. And so if you happen to maybe find Helmut Kruger and, uh, you know, knock him out and take his clothes, now you are Helmut Kruger. And that is hilarious and advantageous. And if that's not wild enough for you, this is how wild this game is. You can go up into the attic of the mansion and just kind of look around there's like all kinds of stuff you're not really supposed to be there and if people see you they'll be like what are you doing here which is not good you're always mm-hmm. kind of aware of how inconspicuous you might be right at this point because yeah. it's all about costumes like wearing like, stealing clothes from people and changing into their clothes and then also like which areas of this mansion are you allowed to be in with the costume that you're like if you dress yes. as a guard now you can go where the guards go yeah um, right right so if you go into the attic you might find, maybe, and this is going to sound like I'm making this up, you might find a mirror that you can look into and transform into a vampire. <laughs> so, that's it, man. Are you interested in a game with that, like, with, with that much, you know, stuff in it? And that yeah. kind of, like, can you hang with a game yeah. that appears humorless on its face? That... That on the box art pretends to be the most boring game you've ever played. Mm-hmm. And then come to find out it is just joking around. It is not. It's this game is is it's a trick. It's yeah. a trick. This game. And I love it for that. I love yeah. that sense of humor that is embedded into it. Yeah, it uh, it's the so some of the beauty comes into of so first off these these storyline things are great for onboarding you into like what's going on because you start to see how different things cross over each other because also like let's say a level has eight mission stories in it yeah well yeah. in doing one of the mission stories you will inevitably close a handful of others and the and the game will show you like hey this mission story isn't valid anymore because the target is killed or you've you've gone past the critical point and so you instantly are shown like oh so if i finish this and then reload the level and go for the other like i can see a yep. completely yep. different set of circumstances play out and find a new outcome and it's a really good way to teach you inevitably what this game really wants to teach you which is like make your own way make your own fun this yes. is hunter you constantly refer to it as a toy box this is just a big toy box and they put toy box tons game. and tons of stuff in it and you can just do whatever you want with it and i do want to say for anyone who's ever maybe tried these games and been turned off for it, I do empathize with that because this game requires that you kind of be into it and into that I into what it wants to do for you. Yeah. But yep. also don't get too excited. And this is where I had my um, only hurdle with the game, and it's not even hardly a hurdle, but it's the thing where like living in the in the dadlands and doing it for this show, like I I could just play this game for forever actually uh like yeah. I, I would be very happy and comfortable with owning this hitman 3 collection of all three games and literally making that my whole thing and i just play hitman 
yeah. every day for like a year and a half. Um, there's enough in there and enough replayability that you could do that. Oh yeah, and I didn't so get to replayable. do that. I didn't get to do that for this show, which is, is fine. Mm -hmm. I will probably continue. I have not uninstalled Hitman from my computer because I would like to keep doing some levels and stuff every yeah. now and then. Um, but the point being, you you can do a mission story and you can kind of see what what's gonna go like all the different ways. But also, it necessitates that for you to go and do all of this stuff on your own, you really have to learn the ins and outs of this level so it's not yeah. like you can load into a level for like the second time and be like i want to make exactly this happen of my own accord i just want to do this thing you yeah. can't you can't really do that because you don't know enough about the inner workings of the whole level to accomplish that it's not that it would be completely impossible for you to do but like you you kind of have to do burner runs in a hitman level is what i think about it like I think it's a really good idea for people trying to get into Hitman to to do every single mission story and then start checking out some of the challenges and look for the challenges that you know obviously how to do because you've kind of run into them but didn't do them. You know, there'll just be little things. It'll just be like, kill so-and-so in this costume. And you can be like, well, I found that costume. I know where that costume is. So I'll mm -hmm. go grab that costume and I'll, I'll finish that challenge. And the more you do each thing, the more access to the knowledge of the level you gain, which just then ramps up how much more you get to do in that level and how much more. And, and like it just literally keeps growing in that way, your ability to keep playing uh, the game. So it's like I, you really do have to take your time with it. But also it doesn't it respects your time because uh, a run can happen very, very quickly. I think your very, very first run of any map is pretty slow because you're like really just even learning the environment. But then your second run, you can do it in 15 minutes. Like you can burn sure. a run very fast. Totally. totally. So uh, it's it's deeply approachable in that way. The uh, If I could use an analogy real quick, um, we just called it, we, uh, we call it a toy box game. I would get even more specific. Each Hitman level feels like a Rube Goldberg machine. Yes. That is happening and you are not a part of it. You are like this this other element. So you you start up a hitman level and all these there's it's chock full of NPCs yeah and they're all doing stuff and they sort of have these patterns where they just kind of repeat they're just kind of doing all this stuff yeah okay now you are like somebody coming into a Rube Goldberg machine and like you could just smash it if you want <laughs> you can just smash it you can just yeah. take a hammer to it and just break it and that's actually kind of fun it's yeah. kind of the dumbest way to play it um but it's actually not that dumb because it's hilarious yeah um. There's there's uh, little intricate things you can do to sort of uh, change the path that the ball is traveling uh, on the Rube Goldberg machine, and you can have it suddenly go into you know an acid pit, yeah, um, where it where the ball dissolves now, yeah. Um, but you, but the only way that you're going to be able to um, to affect the machine in that way is you need to understand the whole the whole thing. You need to look at the whole machine itself. And that's what right. that's what learning a hitman level is like. You're just kind of looking at, well, where does everybody go and what is everybody doing? Yep. And then what are the things, what are the little things built in that are sort of suggesting to me like, "Hey, here's something you could do. This would be like fun and funny, a funny uh, a fun and funny way to uh, execute this hit." Um and then there's kind of this next level where you you've ignored what the game has set out for you and you're just making up your yeah. own fun. And well, I think that Matt is the level that you 
because this is a job, because we've made games a job, <laughs> you will not get to spend as much time at sure. that level of it. But that yeah. is really like, I think the really joyous yeah. uh, part. Well, and, and, and some of those elements do take a lot of time. So I don't want people to get the wrong impression about this game because there's a certain level of you cannot load it up and just do whatever you want to do immediately. Right. Um, the best example I have is like there's a challenge in almost every single level that is like kill your target with a sniper rifle, um, yeah. preferably from like this vantage point. Well, you don't even get access to a sniper rifle for, like for a while or right. on some yeah, maps yeah. there's like maybe a sniper rifle hidden on the map somewhere and you would have to explore the map for a long right. time before you find it so it's not like you can just do anything impulsively in the game it's that the more you play it the more it gives you access to other ways that it's constantly rewarding you for completing challenges and completing things it's giving yeah. you points it's hilarious the way it just like constantly is counting up points or whatever and like leveling you up in quotes but those those are slowly trickling out the other more nuanced more difficult ways and maybe not even always i mean a sniper rifle kill is not necessarily the most difficult thing but like it's just well, a new way to do that map i want to say this so so it actually took me a long time before i tried stuff like that like sniper rifle kills yeah. in yeah. hitman um they actually are really fun, and I would like to encourage people to... Yeah. Uh, it actually sounds like a boring way to play compared to, like, you know, in one of the levels, there's an exploding golf ball that you can use to kill somebody. <laughs> right. uh, and so, like, a sniper rifle seems really boring by comparison, right? Um, except for it's not boring because most of what you are trying to do in a Hitman <laughs> level that you're trying to use the sniper rifle is just physically get that gun <laughs> to where it needs to be which is a hilarious problem right because the issue isn't that oh am i gonna be able to like shoot them yeah no you you'll you'll be able to shoot them it's just like you can't just carry a sniper rifle around like at a party yeah, like people are just right. gonna look at you and you're immediately gonna get in trouble yes so most of it becomes about how do I get the gun where it needs to be? Right. Which I think is actually very, very fun figuring right. that out. Now, some some levels it's really easy because um, you're the more you play a level, the more options they give you, which is, yeah. that's again, it's all about repl replayability, this game. Uh, it's not interested in just having you play a level one time and then that's it. You will not get the full experience if you do that. Now, do you need to replay every level? No, because honestly, they're not made yeah. equally, Right. I would say. Um, in fact, if there is a critical flaw of the Hitman uh, games, of this new trilogy, it's that they may, either they could have less levels, I mm -hmm. guess, maybe, or mm -hmm. just like they're just not all that interesting to me. Um, I think that and, and that's why it's like kind of weird to talk about one of them in a vacuum, because really the best way to play Hitman at this point would be to have all three games and just do the greatest hits yeah. like over and over. Right. Just just play those songs. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And just like kind of wear those out. And then that's kind of it. Because I feel like, you know, and there's going to be some people that, that don't see this the same way I do. Like there are some levels I don't really like that I'm sure other people like. That's totally chill. But I just feel like Hitman is more about obsessing over your favorite levels yes. than it is about like playing all levels equally, yes. in my opinion. Yeah, um, this, is, this is the one where at the onset like i said earlier i said well i gotta play every single level to feel like i can properly talk about this game yeah. and i no longer think that's true i don't think yeah. i needed to play all six of the hitman one levels i could have just played the sapienza level world of tomorrow i could have played mm -hmm. that 
a million times and not even touched a single other level and i would still be sitting here saying the same stuff (laughs) about hitman one like it it wouldn't have mattered because this game just wants you to find your fun in it wants you to do whatever you kind of want to do but i will say i mean the game rewards you for just completing tasks and doing things so um you know, it, it was good for me to go through the main storyline because I was getting access to more stuff. But really, you're definitely more rewarded the more you more times you play a single map. Um, the, the best example, Hunter's talking about the sniper rifle thing. Well, what you unlock in maps over time is like as you discover more locations, you unlock like, oh, there's like a storage chest there. And yeah. in future missions, you can plan out your mission and you can store your sniper rifle in that room. So you don't load the map with a sniper rifle, but you yeah. have it hidden somewhere on the map that you, you know it's there and you go get it from that spot and so then you become then it becomes this little math problem of like so where do i need to end up with the sniper rifle and in relation to that spot what is the best place to hide the sniper rifle so that i can get to the spot where i need to shoot with the sniper rifle because they're not going to just put the sniper rifle in the sniper's tower (laughs) there's going to be like a place there's gonna be some sort of travel and you can do that with everything with any any of the objects as you play you get access to more objects so like your first run like you really have almost no tools which is why you really should just be doing the mission storylines because the mission storylines are always like here is a way to do the kill in the environment, in the way that the level is structured. But you can also just go through, I mean, there's like a challenge for every single level that's just like, kill them with a sniper rifle or kill them with the chokey thing. I don't remember what it's called, but the thing you strangle someone with, the fiber yeah, yeah. wire. Um, yeah. And sometimes those challenges don't seem interesting at all. Like, oh, I don't want to just do that. But like, you should anyways and see how well you do at it. Like, I just think you should try every challenge that the game presents you with because you learn something about the map and it is it is a part of being on the process to doing the intricate, weird stuff that you want to do. Yeah, I think that... So what's interesting is we've talked about this game for a while without actually mentioning that this is a stealth game, essentially, or, or <laughs> right. it has stealth in it. Right. Like, that is, like, at the core of it. But what I love about the way Hitman is designed is, like... If you are not a stealth game person, mm-hmm. that's fine. You can probably still play it, like, and actually just find a way to play it that works for you. Like, yes. the, n- n- there is no other stealth game that's been made with this much, like, just kind of openness to it. Um, yeah. And yeah, I feel like if you've ever bounced off of a stealth game, don't worry because you can sort of make the you can make this into a hardcore stealth game if you want. I would say the sniper rifle challenges can definitely be a, st- yeah. a very stealth game feel, right? Because you've got this thing on your back that if people see it they're going to get upset yes. so like you have to hide right. essentially right but you also in, does, in that, standard... does that assassin's creed style too right where you're just like walk yeah. you just become a figure in the crowd and that's yes. your stealth is disappearing yeah. in plain sight yes um and the the way that the more traditional hitman stuff works with uh stealing people's uh costumes and stuff mm-hmm. and walking around costume in a certain way is that you will walk around and uh, whatever costume you have will kind of allow you access to certain parts of the level. But also there will be some NPC characters that if they see you, because like, let's say you're a guard. Yeah. The idea is that some of the guards would know that you are not a guard, like right. that you are not on their roster. There's the chief of the guards who hired yeah. all the guards and knows what all the guards look like. And when they right. see you in a guard outfit, they're going to go, that's not one of the guards that I hired. And exactly. So, yeah. Yeah, you, you never have perfect access to everything. Yes. So, well, actually, sometimes you do if well, you get a real juicy costume. Sure, sure, That's sure, the sure. thing is some of the costumes are real juicy and will just let you do anything. <laughs> Helmet Kruger 
in the uh, Paris level that I described, that's a costume that will just allow you basically yeah. free reign, free right. access. Right. Um, but yeah, so one thing I want to do real quick, I got a, I got a surprise segment real quick. <gasps> Hooray! Um, yeah. Uh, uh, this segment is called Ranking the Hitman Levels. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, yeah, okay. so uh, I want to rank the levels. Uh, yes. What's fun is we will eventually do Hitman 2 and Hitman 3. Um, so we'll this will be ranking in, in, within rankings. Um, I like... I actually feel like ranking the Hitman levels can do a service to people that maybe uh, do not have time for this entire game and would just like the greatest hits. Yeah. Cliff notes. And you should be um, encouraged to do that. I want to, we, we said it already, but like that is okay. Like you do not have to feel like you're, if you have yeah. that completionist personality, it is okay to get obsessed with one level. Like that's yeah. that the game loves it when you do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'll start cause I surprised you with it, Matt. Um, sure. So you, you can kind of figure out your rankings while I'll, I'll uh, start at the bottom for mine. My, my uh, well, actually, we're going to count the tutorial level. Um, we, to... we, I don't think we have to, but we should note that it's the, they they maintain the exact same tutorial level across all three games. Like they basically were just like, yeah, we nailed it actually with the first one, and so that is uh, in all of them. And I had the interest oh, to replay what? that level a bunch. Um, so that's sort. I don't know if that's right actually, because there is a tutorial level in Hitman Two. That's um, different. Well, Hitman 3 re reuses the ICA facility. I know that. Oh, much. wow. That's well, I, I think uh, I'm you can play the ICA facility maybe regardless of which one you have. But Hitman 2 sort of has like a another tutorial level um, that sort of like walks you through it um, in an interesting way. Anyways, that's not important. Um, I'm going to take the six levels. Uh, we'll just put the tutorial level aside. Um, my least favorite of these six is probably Freedom Fighters, which okay. is the Colorado level. The reason I don't like this level is uh, there's a lot of people with guns and it's very like kind of hard to maneuver um, inside of it. It's very like if you like, um, I don't know, if you if you like the idea of there not being that many NPCs that are not guards, uh -huh. then this is the level for you. But I don't like that. I love, I, I like the more lived in Hitman yeah. levels. Can I speak on this level's behalf? Because I will probably yes. want to, if, yes. if this is a shared ranking, we'll see where we get, but I'll probably want to boost this one up a little bit because I do find some value in this one. First off, it is all guards. And this one's kind of a hilarious level where there's like arbitrary classes of guards. Like everyone is essentially a part of the army. <laughs> it, mm -hmm. It's like a militia. It's like a, it's like a homegrown militia kind of thing. But like you have your bomb people and you have your like espionage people and you have your like grunts or whatever. And they all right. have access to different things. And the hard part and annoying part, genuinely annoying part about this, this level is they're all just in raggedy sort of pseudo militia clothes. And it's impossible to like differentiate who's in what clothes and plenty yeah. of times you'll like walk into an area and your alarm will go off it's like nope you weren't supposed to be in this area in these clothes and you're like I, right. there was no way for me to know that there was no <laughs> discernible difference between his camo and my camo but okay right. fine so you bump into that a lot but i will say that this level has first off it's the most tar there's four targets to kill in this level yeah, which, which is a lot means there's a ton of interweaving and i do find a lot of fun value this was the one i had the most fun just doing the mission stories on because i was able to balance a bunch of mission stories at once i didn't just beeline through one mission story i was like i'll do a little bit of this one and then a little bit of that one and, and see if they all kind of converge on each other in an interesting way so i think from that aspect the design of this level is really cool it does have a lot of annoying parts in navigating but 
I think there's value in it, and I I personally liked it more than some of these others. But we should just keep going through the I, list. I would and we'll, I would we'll be see. down to I would be down to bump it up a little bit um, because it, it just kind of has a uniqueness to it. Yeah. That I feel like I don't really appreciate. Um, the next one I would say is probably level number three, uh, the Marrakesh level, which is called a Gilded Cage. What I don't like about this level is that it is it's it's um the shape of it is a long it's just like a long yes. level and both sides of of each end of it feel very separate yeah. uh from each other i agree um yeah can we talk can we talk about kind of the plot or the the hook of what this episode or what this uh yeah the level is supposed to be a yeah, bit? yeah 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 throw that hook out there so there's you have two targets there's essentially a uh like a an uprising about like a, a military coup is about yes, to happen happening in this yeah, country you, right. you are at the boiling point of this uh country what was it morocco i don't remember um yeah, but like it it is and one of your targets is like a julian assange style interloper that's right. like disseminating information and stuff and the other is like the military leader who's trying to acquire the power to stage the coup. You're just trying to like, yes, keep things chill instead of letting the whole area go into civil unrest mode. And, uh, this one, this one has one of my, one of the, if you can watch the stream, this had one of my favorite moments, which is like the absolutely stupid things characters say in the environment that leans it. Like you could, you could look at some of these games and be like, that's bad writing. No, it's not. They're just not taking anything seriously. Yes, <laughs> that's all it comes just, down to. They are joking around. They yeah. are just JKing right now. Uh, so Matt, what, do you want to put this one at the bottom since you feel a little more positive about Colorado? So how do you yeah. how do you feel about this? One I, I agree that this one's really low on my list. Um, there's a cool thing that could be done. I think the coolest thing you can do in this level that I did not accomplish is there is a way to get it to yeah. where the two targets meet together and then you can kill them like at the exact same time. Now yeah, that, I've that, done it. I've, it's boring. It's okay. boring, man. Well, then there you it's go. So if not, that's not even rewarding, then it's yeah. like whatever. Yeah. The, the, it takes I, I, it takes forever and then it's just kind of boring because yeah. now they're in the same spot. And so it's just sort of like, yeah. oh wait, was also this, worth yeah. noting too that I really kind of hated navigating the military compound area. Like yeah. it's a fully separate section. The uh the like high-tech building that you go into that one was pretty fun if it was like a tiny level that was just that i'd probably feel better about it but yeah the idea that it's this, this these two levels was a, was a bit annoying so i want to put this one underneath freedom fighters okay yeah yeah that's fine uh so the next one for me would be club 27 uh which is set in bangkok thailand now this is set at like a hotel mm -hmm. which is a cool setting um, there is some really silly stuff in it. I feel like it's like a little too sprawling for me hmm. in that I feel like the level felt big in a way where it, it felt big and a little bit difficult to get around um, because you end up, it's very tall. Things are kind of on top of each yeah, other. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I feel like sometimes a Hitman level will be too big with too much of it being like space that you can't just easily traverse. Yeah. Um, and, and in a way that feels bad where I'm actually about to talk about a different level that feels very locked down, but in like a good way. Uh -huh. Um, there is some, the, the thing about this level that's really great, um, is that there are some really hilarious, uh, kills in this one. Right. Um, there's some, there, there's like a, a sound recording, um, <laughs> yeah. studio built into it. And, uh, yeah, there's some, uh, there's some real funny, uh, music based, yeah uh, murders that you can do with this one yeah i liked this one because on the onset it felt really tight and restricted like you said there's a verticality to it that makes it actually quite a lot bigger but 
Um, it's just inside of this little hotel. Um, a, and I, I liked that aspect of it. I agree. It wasn't super, super high on my list. Um, and if anything too, the more I was playing it, the, the more I felt like I was, I felt like I was screwing up a lot in this one, which is not a feeling oh, that yeah. I like feeling in Hitman. I don't enjoy feeling like this is not what they intended me to do here. This is not yeah. how it was. I was like saving and resetting all the time. And um, even though there's cool stuff you can do in it, I feel like it's a bit more um, linear maybe yes. in, in how they want you to play out certain aspects well, of the level. There's one where like I, I finished a storyline and it's like, it's, it's convincing someone to go wait in this area and I didn't realize that they weren't going to stay there. Like, I was like, well, okay, I got yeah. them to go wait in there. Now that they're sitting still, I'll go deal with the other target so that I can come back to this one. And I shouldn't have done that because then the other guy just gets up. And then, I'm, and then I can't redo the storyline. And I can't make them go there again. So I did the thing and then didn't get to reap the benefits of having done the thing. So stuff like yeah. that kept coming up. It's it's pretty good though. It's just sometimes sometimes yeah, a, a hitman level can feel a little persnickety, and I feel like this one feels a little persnickety. It'll be like, uh, wait, no, you're not supposed to be here like that. It a little too much. Um, where do you want to rank this one? I think it's better than both of the ones that we've talked about thus far. But I understand if you like Colorado better. No, no, no. I think I think this is the right spot for it. Where we're about to get is where we're gonna maybe run into trouble because there's one level that I know you really love that I that. Did, did not click with me and and so i'm curious to see what you were going to say is your next favorite level so my next one is uh the last level Sidus yeah. uh in versus which is, is set it. in uh hokkaido japan yeah. um this one is set at a hospital uh like a futuristic hospital it feels very like a sci-fi hospital like up in the mountains yeah uh, i love the setting uh i think it has the right amount of it so this this is the last level uh available so it is uh, the hardest as far as like how locked down it feels yes. because you are here undercover as like a patient basically at this hospital. Yeah. So immediately you have to kind of like plan out how you're going to move around. But I think this is a good level that feels persnickety as compared to sure. Club 27 because I feel like this one kind of communicates to you right away like, all right, getting around is going to be difficult, and here are kind of the rules of it. Yeah, but go ahead, Matt. The other hook to this level is this is the one where you can't enter with anything. You, yes. you have to have come basically naked because you're you you a didn't get to bring stuff in. You're a patient, so yeah, yeah. There's a couple as you play it. Of course, you unlock stuff where you get to sneak stashes, um, but all of those stashes are in pretty hard to get to places. Anyways, yeah. this one, I definitely wandered around for a long time before I figured out how to acquire the right costume. And even when I was acquiring the, like, the right guard costume, it felt like I was just barely getting in there at the moment, like the, the exact second. Actually, what I ended up having to do is, so something we haven't talked about mechanically is the idea that you can knock people out. Mm -hmm. And then um, if you throw them in a chest, there's just dumb, huge boxes all over yeah, the yeah, map. Yeah. And you just yeah, if you throw them in be. there, you'll never have to worry about it again. They stay asleep. But if you don't put them in a box, eventually they'll wake up. Probably. They wake up, yeah. Uh, or And especially other people will uh, come stumble upon them. There's a spot where there's like the helicopter landing pad where you, or the, the trolley, like where it enters, where you uh, supposedly arrived. And there's two guards hanging out there smoking. That was the only place I could figure out to get a guard costume. And I had to like very 
poorly knock both of them out and just throw them in the corner and there's no box over there and there's no way to drag them to a box so there was a certain level Wait, can't of, you just throw them off the side and well, well i guess you can but if you don't want to kill anybody which was kind of my yeah. own little th right. if you don't want to kill anybody if you want to be yeah. really stealthy that stuff you just don't get to do and this level forces you to do some stuff mm -hmm. um a bit more which felt bad to me in the moment and it's one of those i think this is the the level that teaches you the most lessons of like don't work like don't think about the perfect run. Think about this run right now. Right. And just do, and live in the moment. And I didn't get, I wasn't at that point when I did this level. So this it, is, it felt bad for me a decent amount of the level. This is the level for people that like uh, to be disempowered. Yeah. Like, cause all of the other levels I feel like give you, by the time you get to uh, number four, club 27, the Bangkok level, uh, you, you've just been, it, all the toys have been given to you essentially. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I can do everything. And then right. freedom fighters, the Colorado level is sort of like, we want to sort of only do this Arrow. specific kind of slice, but it's, it, it is an empowered slice where you can carry big guns around and right. nobody's going to bat an eye. Um, this is the opposite. Right. This is let's, let's make it pretty hard for you to maneuver. So if you don't like that, then maybe this level won't work as well for you. I loved it. Yeah. But Matt, I understand uh, if you feel differently, where do we want to put this one? I, this is just where I would put Cl Club 27 just above it for me. But, yeah. if, but I also am not going to write I'm home okay about that. that point. But yeah, I, I, I think it's above. I do want to drive home one point that we haven't talked a whole lot about. Um, and this is a good opportunity for that, which is that this game is incredibly forgiving as a stealth mm -hmm. game. Uh, mm -hmm. First off, we haven't talked about like save states, but this game perfectly incorporates save states into its design it yep. basically gives you like here's eight save states like you can have eight in in hard mode it gives you one and you can play it that way but otherwise it's like here's a limited set of save states so you better use them appropriately like when you get to a safe spot you are encouraged to save so that you can mess up and reload to that point what i don't like about sometimes the mentality of like a stealth game is if you screw up you got to live with your mistakes well in hitman if you were living with your mistakes all the time in a Hitman level, every level would play out the same. Where, like, the second you get caught, time to start. There I go murdering again. Like, just start killing everybody to a certain extent. You can usually, though, also, even with me saying that, you can also just get away very easily and go, yeah. like, hide yourself in a box. And the guys will run around being like, where is he? And after, like, it's like the cliche stealth environment thing of, like, oh, well, guess it was just a funny sound. I'll go back yeah. to my post. <laughs> I, I got to interrupt a little bit of what Matt was just saying there because you can definitely play Hitman and not rewind your saves and still mess up and fix your run yeah and rolling with it in hitman is really fun because there's a lot of tension in it because you'll yeah. be like uh-oh i've made a mistake now how do i make sure that this mistake does not ruin my entire run right and right. that if if you're if you're just reloading no shame uh on we 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 do not uh shame save scumming on this show yeah save scumming it's not scummy it's it's right. part of the game they gave you that they give right. you saving and loading however right. In this case, if you always reload whenever you get caught, you do kind of miss out on some of the game mechanically. And I just want you to know that it's there. Right, you right. don't have to experience it. It's not like somehow superior to no. the rest of the game. Right. But this guy loves messing up a complicated Hitman run and being yeah. like, no! And then I'm like throwing a <laughs> banana at somebody so that it knocks them out. And I'm like, oh, geez, did anybody see me? No, 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 yeah, no. Yeah. Like that tension of having a good idea and trying to execute it and then almost screwing everything up and then saving it oh it feels good i yeah, do yeah. like it if if you don't mind that type of stuff you're gonna have uh, a blast with that 
Um, anyways, let's finish up these yes. level rankings because the last two, there's nothing even to talk nothing about. It's talk very about. simple. Yep. Um, so the number two level is the first level of the game. It is called the Showstopper. It is the one that we talked about uh, earlier that's set in Paris. Uh, it's set during a fashion show. Yep. It is an excellent introduction to the game. It has everything that you're going to love about all of uh, the very good Hitman levels in it. It, it has all of that. You yes. will be perfectly prepared for the entire series. Um, yeah, by, by this level. It's a great level. Uh, and the, the next one is better because the World of Tomorrow is um, arguably the best level in all of the Hitman games. Uh, well, we'll that, see. No, we'll see. We, but I've also seen that uh, sentiment echoed by the speedrunning community. This is like yeah. the speedrunning level. Um, the World of Tomorrow is Sapienza. It is huge. It, it is, is a gigantic. gigantic. Yeah, it's a completely massive level. And there are a million ways that things fold in and on each other. And some of the wackiest, stupidest stuff is in this level. Like, there's just completely bonkers stuff that you can get away with in this one. It's hilarious. It's huge. If anything, it's, like, funny that this is the second level. Because this could be the entire game. This level could be all of Hitman 1. And it would yeah. feel like a full game. Yeah, it's... It is a massive level, um, which means the bigger the the bigger a level is, um, I think kind of the better in Hitman's case because the sheer size of it means what I was talking about before of like, oh, what if you mess up and can you fix it? The more space you have to work with, the more yeah. times you can try something weird and be like, oh, that didn't work, but let's still try and save this run. Yeah. Uh, I love that aspect of it. My only complaint with this level is I do not like the underground. So there are, there are two targets. I think they are perfect yeah i think they are very very fun uh and then your third objective on this level is to destroy a virus and i just think it's kind of boring that last yeah part, the, it doesn't feel whatever. like there's a ton of ways to do it it's like a it's like your first tease of like a super high security zone yeah um, you can basically you basically have two options of costumes in this basement area and both of them have a ton of people like you can dress up as a scientist because you are working on this virus or you can mm -hmm. dress up like a big time military guard and with either of those costumes about half the scientists know all the scientists so they're always on the lookout for you and yeah. about half the guards know all the guards and they're on the lookout for you which means there's just like it's really kind of tricky to navigate the downstairs area it's not even a very big part of the level and um the destroying of the virus seems like there's not even that many ways you can go about it so most runs on this level feel like i did a bunch of crazy stuff to get my two kills and now if i want to like mark the level as complete i better go do the virus thing real quick exactly I will say this, though. This level feels like a complete Hitman experience, and so maybe it is necessary that there is that kind of disempowered yeah. zone as well. Because right. Hitman's all about these, like, areas of, of mass freedom, and then you have, you know, your kind of Colorado or Japan-type levels where things are a little more restricted. So it is cool that Sapienza sort of has all the tones yes. of a good Hitman level. If you are only going to play one Hitman level... Please play Sapienza. Yep. It is so much fun. It's called The World of Tomorrow. It's set in Italy. Uh, it is beautiful as well. Yes. Also, we didn't we failed to mention that it is just gorgeous. Yeah, uh, well, look, and it the still thing looks I didn't, great. The thing I didn't realize about the Hitman Three uh, bringing the games back in is that they've been graphically improving <laughs> Hitman One since like. Hitman 1 used to not look as good as Hitman 3 looks now, but yeah. now they are indistinguishable. They have they've consistent basically they've already done a pseudo remaster on Hitman 1 and that's what's included in Hitman 3. So whatever you're playing, it looks even better than when it was released in 2016. Right, right. Yeah. Okay, Matt. Yes. Is it time? Is it time so. to rank 
Hitman 1 and only Hitman 1, which <laughs> what is What a weird. weird. Yeah, what a dumb thing yeah. to have done. Yeah, so uh, at this point, we are now trying to find kind of a roughly 10-ish or so area. Uh, the way we've been talking about it is one of us uh, feels hot and one of us feels at least a little bit colder and we use those two marking points to determine where this belongs. Hunter, this is like a thing you really wanted to bring to the show. So I think yeah. you should get to determine its highest barometer and I'll go low, even though I don't feel that negative about this yeah, game. I think, <laughs> I think we both kind of like this one, huh? Um, I do want to say something real quick because it does feel like Hitman 1, 2, and 3, they just feel like one game now. And yeah. so it's weird that we're talking about it like this. So I do want to say, I think in the end, these games are probably going to end up right next to each other. They probably should. Sort of like how Mass Effect 3 and 2 uh, is, and whatever. That's just going to be yeah. kind of how it is. Right. But where do we want to put Hitman 1? What can it not go higher than, Hunter? What is what, what is it banned from going higher than? Is, is Master Chief the gatekeeper here, or is there a different... Um, I think Master Chief is not necessarily unhooked like he's like he looked at it like he looked at the thing he's like mm, I don't. it's like i'm considering going pretty high mm -hmm. but maybe not quite that high so i'm gonna say the highest i would put this is rank number six okay. that's the highest i could be talked yeah. into uh the lowest i could be talked into is just under forza horizon five which would then yeah. put it at rank 16. So here's the here's our range that we just determined, the, the two of us. Hunter says it is possibly better than Papers, Please, Hyperlight mm -hmm. Drifter, Crusader Kings 3, Jet Set Radio, Halo 3, Mass Effect 3, Mass Effect 2, Outrun, Inscription, or Horizon uh, Forza Horizon 5. And it, it might be just one under, it might be better than Metroid Dread. Uh, basically is what we're saying it's either better than papers please or metroid dread or somewhere in between so yeah uh, i would say we should start from the bottom and see how high it climbs from yeah, there yeah I, so, I think so too um forza horizon 5 a game we played very recently um a game from 2021 where hitman 3 is also from 2021 yeah, this feels yeah. like a 2021 game both games obsessed with you getting the experience you want out of it uh -huh, deeply uh -huh. deeply accessible deeply deeply approachable just wow. games that want you to play them. A lot of similarities between these two games. They're both like pretty games that are just, they feel like a party. They're just yeah. like, hey, do this, have fun. Hey, do this, have fun. Here's yeah. this. Hey, oh, oh, we gave you some more toys. These yes. are both toy box games that have a lot in common. I just think that Hitman's meticulous Rube Goldberg and the comedy of it. Yep just hits so much closer to what i love about games yeah it um, feels more designed a lot of like let's just take like one little thing there, there's paths that you can do in hitman right and there are yeah. races you can do in forza but in forza like a race can kind of be anything someone can just create a race and it can be kind of any random track there is a level a level of intentionality to hitman that like absolutely must be praised the idea that you can do almost anything in a hitman level and they intended for you to do that yeah is pretty insane that they were yeah. able to accomplish that so yeah i think hitman climbs one step higher yeah um inscription versus hitman it's weird because uh, Inscription is sort of our game of the year for last year, but I just want to clarify, I don't think last year was very good for games, yeah. personally. Um, and I don't know, I, I just think Hitman is a more fuller, 
richer experience, obviously less specific than Inscription. Inscription is this like creative, unique yeah. kind of storytelling thing. There's nothing story-wise in Hitman that is worth writing home about. Right. But I just feel like it's mechanically more impressive and you can just have, I mean, it's just endless, the fun potential. What do yeah. you think? Well, and if you go back to the Inscription episode, I wasn't blown away by what Inscription was trying to say as a yeah. game. And it's a yeah, game right. that's very intently trying to say something. So the fact that it 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 doesn't fail that promise, but it's not like it wildly succeeds at saying the thing it's trying to say, yeah. which means like I feel somewhat indifferent about it. Whereas Hitman, Hitman's not trying to say anything, so it can't be evaluated on that same metric. No. But Hitman is trying to do something and grant you a certain kind of access that it absolutely nails. Yeah. Yep. So it goes above Inscription yeah. too, I think. Um, Outrun. This is neat because they're both games that are just kind of fun and chill yeah. Yeah. in their their vibes and um you know it's always hard for me to talk about outrun because the outrun is one of these games where on my own personal list yeah. would be much higher than on our group list yeah but i do feel like they're both chill vibes cool hangs obviously outrun has better music but what who can beat Outrun? Hitman's not trying to even i don't hitman, even think hitman, hitman has music hitman I, doesn't have <laughs> the music i don't remember any hitman no. music no um they're even being that I just think we both we both liked Hitman uh, a lot, and I I can I can tolerate letting and it go. Just past to Outrun. just to be a, a, put a dumb critic hat on, uh, if we if we originally talked about Outrun as sort of like this defining moment in a genre, I do feel yeah. like Hitman is that. Hitman is a defining stealth game. Um, it's yep. it's building off of a lot of stepping stones, but it is like, and here they nailed it they nailed exactly what this kind of stealth game could be and even though like i don't think the stealth genre is wildly popular to get like this kind of terminology but there is essentially the such thing as a hitman like now i think sure like, I, I i think anything well, people are going to borrow from hitman's legacy from this i game. don't see here's the thing i actually don't know that i believe that that yeah. i buy that it's like that it's a game like that because because and I don't, I don't want to. Um, I'm not disagreeing you with you in a way that it's like I think, I think Hitman is too weird for people to steal from it. I think it's mm -hmm. the the mechanical wideness of like all the different things that go into Hitman. Somebody else making a stealth game would just focus more on having it be a cool stealth game, like just being right. like uh like we're never gonna see a Sam Fisher game like a Splinter Cell game where Sam like dresses up as uncle sam yeah. and then like drops a piano on somebody like right. we're not we're not going to see that looney tunes aspect of hitman because honestly i think the story of hitman is that they wanted to just make some boring regular uh regular ass stealth games and then they had uh they were feeling weird and they started putting weird goofy stuff in it and then sooner or later the goofy stuff became a defining yeah. trait right. of hitman you, you i don't know think what I, out the yeah, go ahead. I don't think AAA will borrow from it, but like I would compare and I don't think I don't even think the chronology uh lines up here, but like that game The Sexy Brutal, you remember that? Yeah, it's like kind of an sure. indie darling. That is more like a Hitman and that and that's something that oh, yeah. feels like it's borrowing from a Hitman. I'm trying to very quickly find the date of when this game. 2017. So this came out a year after the first Hitman. It's a little indie thing. It's probably been worked on before, but that Hitman feels like an indie game, even though it's massively huge. And that's what's kind of magic. Yeah. That's what's beautiful about it is it is sort of a triple A game or it's like a double A game with a triple A budget sort of. 
and enough stuff in it to feel like it could be your only game you ever play, but it has the mentality of a little indie game that's just trying stuff, wants to really experiment with new ideas. Yeah, and I want the hit. I, I want to highlight Hitman as a game that like has a limited scope that isn't trying to be the most massive game of all time. One thing about making a game that is about replayability yeah. is you don't have a bunch of artists in the basement torturing right. them to create as many assets as possible. For sure. You make a big level and you say, okay, this is the this is the raw uh, level stuff we got. Now, how much can we put into yes. this space? It's a lot more uh, economical than something like a giant, I don't know, like or something like Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild or yeah. Horizon. Like one of those games where the game is just massive with there not being a lot of expectation that you're going to spend a significant amount of time in any one part of it. Right, um, right. So I, I like I like the scaled down ambition, and I do feel like we need um, a place for games that have larger budgets yeah. than an independent game, but also you know aren't just like torturing everyone working on the game sure. in order to to get it done. Not to say that they did not torture people in order to make Hitman. I would never say that because I, I do not know, know. Yeah. Um, and they probably did. Yeah, uh, because that's just a that's the uh, horrible reality yeah. of uh, of life in this. Um, oh, this now industry. I'm sad. Yeah. Spe speaking of torturing uh, developers <laughs> uh mass effect 2 and mass effect 3 yeah where, where do we feel this is i think where it's going to get a little bit tougher i think yeah. if hitman can make it past mass effect 2 and 3 it will glide right past halo 3 Definitely. Um, which is almost why i want to let it go past so that we yeah. can kick halo 3 out of the top 10 right. finally right which is just something <laughs> that i want to do just needs to happen <laughs> but i don't know if it deserves to be above Mass Effect 2 and 3. I don't Here, know. Here's I want to know what you think. I will say that something I don't feel like has been harped enough about is just how colossally much there is in this game, like in these games. You, I can't stress enough the idea that you can play Hitman, even just Hitman 1, and all the stuff that's been released kind of after it. Like it's, there's a bunch of like free DLC and stuff. And then there's a couple paid yep. DLCs. Yep. Like this Sapienza, this World of Tomorrow level that we love, Italy. There are two different versions of the Italy map that you can do that are like a completely new scenario with a new target yeah, yeah. to kill. They they stacked stuff on top of it in that way. And they added challenge missions that are like extra difficult ways to approach that thing that once you've mastered all the ins and outs of the level, you can try this even harder thing. Like the game just keeps giving you more and more and more and more to do in the same way that the Mass Effect games feel like you are rewarded for your desire to like redo a whole run, but like this time, let's see how many people can die instead of trying to say, you know, or whatever, like that same thing exists there. And I just think uh, that Hitman, boy, it's really tough, isn't it? I, I'm trying to not do this thing we've done a lot on this show, which is like yeah. keep dragging Mass Effect through the dirt because I deeply yeah, but love playing those games, even if on the replay of Mass Effect 2, I wasn't as impressed as the very first time I played it. And Mass Effect 3, like I liked a, a lot. And this is this is tough, but I see a reason why. Maybe the Mass Effects don't stand up to much scrutiny, though. Right. Like, I uh, again, like true. go back and listen to those episodes. Like, you have to, and I know there's a lot of people that love Mass Effect. And guess what? I'm one of you. Yeah. But like, this is a game you got to make a lot of excuses for. Right. Hitman is a game that picked a weird, like, category it's like somebody that had like a really strange goal. Like, like they, they showed up and they were like, I want to be the best yo-yo person. Yeah, right. I want to be the best at yo-yo. 
that's a strange thing to want to be the best at i feel like overall <laughs> you know a lot of people get into stuff like music yeah and like sports but somebody shows up and they're like, I want to be the best at yo-yo. That's like Hitman to me. Yeah. And they showed up and they are the best and at yo-yo. Yeah. Hitman yeah. is like the best at the very specific, very strange category of things that they decided to be. And the Mass Effect series is a series of Western RPGs where you kind of have to apologize a lot for the series the whole time. Yeah. Whenever you're talking about it in relation to other games. Are they good games? Of course. They're great. Yeah, they're great. They're great. But they're also, yeah, full of problems. Can I say a naive thing? Uh, and yeah. the, 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 so this is this is gonna sound akin to the hyper light drifter thing I once said that then took weeks to live to 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 shake off. I don't know what you're talking about. It's okay. Hitman one from 2016 is my second favorite stealth game in existence. Yeah, I haven't played enough stealth games to say it's the second best stealth game across the board, but of the ones that I've played. It is clearly it's clearly the best single player experience I've ever had. There's just one stealth game that I will ride or die for until like it's the Splinter Cell Chaos Theory multiplayer is like oh, the yeah, best right, right. multiplayer I've ever experienced in a video game, so I'll always put that above everything else. Um, sure. But Hitman's single player deeply better than that and that's more than I can say about Mass Effect in any department in terms of its genre and style and anything like that. So even if stealth isn't my favorite genre but actually kind of it's like way up there for me and this is the basically the best one means like it's got to get some credit even if mass effect is like an important and good game um yeah yeah i, I think it's got to go ahead so i don't know what you're talking about with that hyperlight drifter thing but if i did know what i would kind of <laughs> say is like what makes your statement that you just made now very different from a possible statement you may have made in the future <laughs> that i have clearly forgotten about <laughs> is that you qualified your uh -huh. hype sure you said this is my second favorite stealth game i I'm haven't learning. played a lot of stealth games i'm learning <laughs> you're learning you you couched it and i appreciate the couching uh but yeah i mean i i i yeah i agree so, and also it's because i want to get to this next thing as well so i'm yeah. i'm actually i'll say this if you're if you're if you always get annoyed when we put something above mass effect because i know it's it's a beloved series and yeah. i feel you are my kin you yes. know those of yeah. you that are that love mass effect um I am trying to dunk on Halo 3 right now, so shut up. Yeah, um, let yeah me, let realistically, so it's going <laughs> to skirt past Halo 3 because Halo 3 does not actually deserve to be a Mass Effect 3 in Mass Effect 2, we, and we will get to that eventually. We Someday up. we will we get to up. that. Halo 3 does not deserve to be where it is, uh, and I don't really understand how we did the... If you listen to the Halo 3 episode, we sound like crazy people. Yeah, exactly. I do not understand yeah. how we dunked on this game for like 45 minutes. And then we're just like, well, the multiplayer is kind of fun. And then we put it like yeah. very high. Yeah. Um, so it goes above Halo 3 because we're trying to, because uh, we, we're right metagaming right yeah. now. <laughs> we are metagaming the list right now. Respect us. Okay. <laughs> it's our list. And sometimes we got to metagame it. So Hitman is sitting at number 10 above Halo 3. And now it's tough mm -hmm. because now we've got Hitman versus Jet Set Radio, another game that yeah. chose a very specific thing to be like, I want to be the best at this. And it's like, well, there was no competition for that. Yeah. And then nailed it. Right. Okay. Well, so let me give ah. this argument too, though. Jet Set Radio in that episode, we gave it a lot of style points. The style points mm -hmm. carried this game uh -huh. a uh -huh. very long ways. And I stand by it. But 
there are frustrations in Jet Set Radio. There are mechanical yep. things that are a yep. big pain in the butt that do oh, the game boy. a disservice. And Whoa. Hitman doesn't. No, no, not. I'm not saying it is like a major drag. No, no, no I'm just surprised. I have surprised. some very tangible complaints with Jet Set Radio that I don't really have with Hitman. Hitman. When Hitman does me wrong, it's like, nah, I did it wrong, actually. Like, I kind of just went about it in a silly way, and I should have been open to the openness of Hitman a little bit more. So you want to keep going? I think so, if you're comfortable with it. I recognize oh, yeah. that that's, this is a tough call, because Jesse Radio is, like, the coolest game on the list. Maybe the second coolest yeah. game on the list. The, in, in the, if we were making a cool list, it's, like, Katamari Damacy, Jet Set Radio, Sonic Adventure. That's the top three for cool. <laughs> Oh, Sonic Adventure always getting that mansion. Um, okay, all right, I can do it. Yeah. Okay. Let's, so we're gonna go. We're gonna put uh, Hitman at number nine above Jet Set Radio. Uh huh. Does it go now? Further? It's tough. Crusader Kings is, three. Yeah. Now this is a conversation. This, this is the one where you kind of have to be excused, and then sure. I have to hash it out myself. Yep. I'm, and I'm fine um, with that. They have a lot in common. Yep. They have like so much in common. The Crusader Kings three is hilarious hitman yeah. is hilarious yeah um they both choose to they both work with genre, established genres uh crusader kings 3 grand strategy hitman stealth and they kind of say let's make it our own and then crown ourselves the king of it yeah and yeah, they yeah. do it both achieve that yeah uh oh i know i i know i like crusader kings 3 more than hitman but uh -huh. i'm real tempted actually i'll do the thing i always do here we go yeah if if I say it can go past Crusader Kings 3, would you let it pass Hyperlight Drifter? Uh I wouldn't let it pass Paper Papers Please, that's for sure. Yeah. And uh, I doubt I I doubt I would let it pass Hyper You might be able to convince me in Hyperlight Drifter's case. See, I'll I make... don't think I have the heart to keep like yeah. to I, if 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 it's going to be on me to argue for it to get past Hyperlight yeah. Drifter, I don't feel like I have that. I think getting it past Jet Set Radio actually kind of made me feel like, oh, you've gone pretty far. Something's happening. Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, here's a here's a separate meta game point I will make. Hunter, you said yeah. something earlier that I deeply agree with, which is that eventually on this list it will be Hitman one, two, and three all next to each other as a collective yeah. whole. Yeah. And there's a certain level of we sort of have to set this ship on that course right yeah. now. So if, mm -hmm. if you, as someone who has played all the Hitman games, I have not, but you as someone who has played all the Hitman games, would you allow the collective of Hitman 1 through 3 to be above Crusader Kings 3? If you're thinking about all of them together. Ooh, probably not, Yeah, actually. Yeah. So Hitman 1 is like, from what I understand, it's got two of the best levels in right. all the Hitman games. And then the other two Hitman games, from what I understand, will have like at least one legendary level. Right. And then maybe we'll be more consistent overall. So it's kind of tricky. Sure. But I I don't think so. Yeah. I think Crusader Kings 3 is just like too, too fascinating yeah. and honestly funnier. Funnier than, and the stories it Hitman. tells are more intricate. That intentionality yeah. of Hitman does have a limit, and I think we found it, which is that Crusader Kings 3, things can happen that are telling an emergent story. Yeah. In Hitman, nothing is actually emergent. 
because everything was calculated by the developers. Everything's and on what a very we showed script. is yeah. that that has a certain level of value that gets it above a lot of other things that like don't have that same level of intentionality. But Crusader Kings three has that intentionality and then also tells emergent stories that's like insane that it can accomplish that yeah so yeah it, to I be think fair there's it. actually there's plenty of emergent gameplay in hitman it's yeah. just that the uh the rube goldberg machine is always set up the same initially right in the same way right well um, and, and, and kings 3 just makes it all up it's like an improv game like the first time we brought up that emergent or that that in intentionality is like against forza which like isn't actually telling a real story so the idea that no. crusader kings 3 is emergent gameplay and emergent narrative devices is what kind of blows blows me away about it yeah okay i think we figured it out hitman is now the ninth best game ever made yep pretty good that i'm surprised good. how good it gets i'm we glad it's in the top it. 10 and i love our top 10 now like i there is yeah. nothing i disagree with in our top Ooh, 10 yeah at this listen point. To in this terms of 10. a collective whole i want to recite the top 10 real quick because it's it's getting pretty solid number one celeste number two super mario brothers three number three katamari damasi number four halo combat evolved number five quake number six papers please number seven hyperlight drifter number eight crusader kings three number nine hitman 2016 and number 10 jet set radio that is a That's list i can stand behind that's a list yeah. i'd post to twitter friend <laughs> i like it i like it i mean it's a little bit random sure it's a, it's a little bit random the the top six looks like a top 10 what list. are some what are what are some historically list. relevant games right that are all number one at their thing yeah yeah and seven then, through ten know, is like oh you guys like have some little y'all have some kinks, specific huh? takes yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly yeah 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 hyperlight drifter through jet set radio it's like yeah, these games belong on a list. I mean, <laughs> definitely, right? I guess if they you are like all, this kind of thing. This is what a top 10 list would look like if you were making a very specific, and I mean 7 through 10, um, are what a top 10 list looks like if you are trying to account for all genres. You're like, well, we have to have a grand strategy game, and we have to have a yeah, this. Yeah, that's and true. We, these games make it onto that top 10 list. If your top 10 list is like, well, we can't have six open world gigantic games in the top 10 that's boring and stupid like let's make sure to include you know the best of x genre that's what that's why these make it in i am excited for the eventual splinter cell chaos theory yes uh episode here's why i don't necessarily agree with you i think i like hitman better than splinter yeah. cell chaos theory and what sucks about splinter cell chaos, chaos theory is that that multiplayer is something that happened in history i know and I it's, don't know we can get to it anymore. It's which gone. Sucks. I know. It's I, just gone. I'm excited for the Splinter Cell Chaos Theory episode because what it will involve is you and I making a deeply concerted effort to get to recreate that multiplayer environment. Yeah. We will get four old ass Xboxes and we will hook them up together in a living room and yeah. we will play 2v2 spies versus mercs and You're right. we will see how it does and there's gonna be a certain discussion in that episode of like we did it it's still great but god damn <laughs> it is hard to make happen and yeah. if only they would make a new one here's here's the request I don't remember if we said this on the show or not but I'll do it because we're talking about stealth games right now I am begging a larger scale indie developer to make the spiritual successor to Spies vs. Mercs. Yes. There's an upcoming new Splinter Cell game that's going to suck because Ubisoft sucks these days and it's going to be a dumb game with nothing cool in it. Probably, I say, just like throwing, throwing that out there. Who cares? I'm dropping a bomb. But I need an indie developer to give me a Spies vs. Mercs kind of thing. Yeah. 
Guess what? People liked Spies versus Mercs. Yeah. I don't know why no one thinks they did, but they did. Yeah. So please, can I have more? Yeah. Can I have more, please? I need I need the team that uh, this isn't like the Left for Dead style that then did Evolve oh, yeah. and did those games. Not those people, but I need that kind of a team to take on Spies versus Mercs. I need this. Yeah. Like, we are like a deeply multiplayer focused team and we're going to make the next perfect uh, stealth multiplayer game. Just make a game that's just spies versus yeah. mercs and nothing else. That's yep. it. Just give me that's that. All I need. Just I need give it me so that. Bad. All right. Well, that this was Hitman. Yeah. This was Hitman. Um, and uh, it was fun. I'm glad we got to talk about it, Matt. Um, yeah, I'm glad you made me play it. That was. This is one of the ones that uh, I probably would have never gotten around to it in my own. Earlier, you brought up the idea that like I live in the Dadlands and and I don't you know I I I have to play games as a job. And maybe people uh, think that's a bad thing. I want to drive home the point to everybody. If we didn't have this show, it's not like I would just be playing the games I want to play. I just wouldn't be playing anything. <laughs> that's the yeah. reality of what became yeah. of me as a gamer is I stopped playing anything. So I deeply prefer sometimes rushing through a game and not getting the full experience to, well, I just never even tried or touched it or did anything. Yeah, so true. So true. Um, Matt, supposedly Elden Ring is unlocking soon, so I need yeah. to go and like yeah. get ready for that. Mentally so. prepare yourself for this. Yeah, new, so new uh, like you know, get you know, get out of here, get out of here, <laughs> uh, scram. All yeah. right, all right. Scram. You can you can email us at com and then we gotta go, gotta go play Elden Ring. See you later. Love we you. We gotta go play Elden Ring. See you later. Bye. Oh, um, I want to fly high. Thank y'all for listening to Old Gamer's Almanac. Produced by Hunter Donaldson and Matt Martins. Music by Knight Corey. Yeah.